0: Yeah, Yeah, here, here. we're We're fine. fine.
1: Welcome to Get in the Garage, a music podcast. My name's Jeff. I'm here with Luke and Mike. What's up, fellers? What's going on? Call me Julio. Oh, so today's episode, we are celebrating the 80th birthday of Paul Simon, which is today. Ryman Simon. Ryman Simon himself, born in 1941, um, master song crafter and singer and uh, song reader, et cetera, et cetera song reader, and (laughs) songwriter. So we're going to do a little bit of tribute to Paul Simon, and our episode focus today is going to be a song draft of Paul Simon's songs, and this is going to be anything from his solo career as well as the Simon and Garfunkel songs.
2: So his solo career. Hello. Oh, Oh, Garfunkel. Listen. Starting early. No.
1: I'm going to – we're going to – big 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 announcement currently we got to make Art Garfunkel's voice is the reason why those songs fucking work Oh yeah right
3: yeah Listen Yes
1: he is the thing
2: I I'm down for yeah. a Garfunkel Burn but he is like one of my favorite vocalists of all time and yeah. the only reason those songs are so big and yeah. why they work Listen in the context they work Listen to yeah. the
1: Paul Simon songbook his his first official album that wasn't even released in America until like 1981 um, but it came out in 1965 before he met Art Garfunkel. Half the songs are Paul, are Simon Garfunkel songs, but without Garfunkel, you're like,
3: yeah, he's okay. Yeah, because you know what's funny? I listened to that version of the Sound of Silence, and I was like, oh, yeah. this is kind of a bummer. Yeah, it it does <laughs> lack.
1: It does lack. Anyway, but Art Garfunkel's 80th birthday is in about two or three weeks. So happy early birthday to Art Garfunkel as well. Happy birthday, Artie. Yes. Um, so what we're gonna do? We are gonna pick ten songs each, and we are going to pick our order in our old <laughs> tried and true way. You want to throw ones and twos? Right. Odd man out goes first. Yeah. One, two, yeah. three. Oh, uh, well, right, right, no, right, shoot! All right, all right, all right. One, all right. two, three, all right. shoot! All right, Lucas first. All right, then Mike and I do one rock, paper, scissors. Ready? On, shoot. Yes. One, two,
3: <laughs> three, shoot. Oh!
1: Okay, I go second, Mike goes third. I have been destroyed by the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right.
2: <laughs> we're going to start a new For podcast. For those who know, I <laughs> throw scissors. <laughs> we're going to start a new podcast called Rock, Paper, Scissors, and we're not going to tell you who, what we throw. <laughs>
3: There will be no video. It'll <laughs> yeah. just be an audio-only podcast I'm saying, of rock, paper, scissors being thrown.
1: <laughs> so we're going to do this in a snake order. So that means Luke is going to go, then me, right. then Mike twice, back to me, then Luke, and then Luke again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. We'll do five picks. We'll take a break. Then we'll do five more picks. Um, so the number one overall pick, Luke, what is your first choice? My first choice. All
2: right. Does this have to be like my favorite Paul Simon song? List- or are we- we're... Drafting I, an, al- I, an album of greatest hits. Yeah,
1: ideally you want to you want to draft the album of ten songs that is your like favorite songs.
2: Okay, ideally. So I'm going to start off this list um, with a Paul Simon song that is it's my favorite Paul Simon song. Um, it's called "Punky's Dilemma." It is off Bookends from 1968. Um, it is on the B side. What I think the song is about is um, about somebody drafting or, or dodging the draft of the Vietnam War by smoking weed in the basement. Um, that is what I think hmm. the song is about. Um, I also love the surreal, surrealistic lyrics like, um, I wish I was an English muffin, um, making my way down in a toaster, easing myself down, coming up brown. Mm. Um I really like those lyrics. I like how they're goofy and funny and playful and kind of like stonery. Um, Also the first line about the um, Kellogg's Mm -hmm. cornflake uh, making the most, you know, just like, I just love that. Um, And then like the second verse is like more about like, you know, draft dodging, leaving by the basement door. Everybody knows what you're going down there for. Um, And then it has the great like sound effect of the door shutting. Mm -hmm. Um, also one of the best early Paul Simon whistle solos ever at the end <laughs> where it goes up to the
0: bah, 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 bah,
2: he's like whistling that at the end yeah. It is gorgeous. Um, I just was always super captivated by the silliness of the song and what it meant and how kind of sweet the lyrics are and childish. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's about dodging the draft and smoking weed in the basement but i don't really know what this tune's about mm-hmm. and uh i really love that
3: yeah it's so. cool i like this has that thing that is like there's there doesn't seem to be any actual drums just snapping of fingers mm-hmm. like <laughs> and paul's ad-lib like oh yeah like <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah good
2: choice so yeah that's uh that this is my style of paul Simon, weird surrealistic
3: Deep my, cut, deep yeah. Just, cut. My
2: my list is deep, deep se- severely deep, deep, deep cut. Yeah, what well,
3: did you hear him when he came in? He's like, "Don't worry, I left all, I left you guys all, all like the hits." hits. <laughs> I was like, "Good." So now I will, I'll have no idea what you're yeah, talking about, the, as opposed to vaguely having an idea. I of what you're s- I are talking about. I
2: picked two singles, two singles, and the other one, the ones I picked, maybe one of them wasn't the top ten. Yeah. So
1: yeah, see, I'm I'm the opposite way. I I do appreciate the Simon Garfunkel songs but uh, I'm like a Simon Garfunkel's hits guy, and I'm a solo career deep cuts guy. Gotcha. So I I'm like you. the opposite. Yeah. However, my number one choice, um, I can only make 10 choices, so I'm going to have to leave one of the tracks on Graceland off my list. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, I'm starting with my favorite Paul Simon song, um, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes. Oh, yeah. So good. Which is just... Uh, it is so memorable. All the couplets and uh all the lyrics are they're strange but they are very um hooky and iconic. And I love the Ladysmith Black Mombazo, all that stuff going yeah. on. I love the bass tone, Bakiti Kamalo, um, which is like really percussive on this track. And uh Yeah. I I think this I think Graceland was maybe my first exposure and i think a lot of the western world's exposure to african music um, because Mm. paul simon went to south africa and recorded half the album there with local musicians and uh yeah i love this song i highly recommend if you look up the graceland 25th anniversary edition on streaming there is a version it's an unreleased version of diamonds on the soles of her shoes and the track is only the bass track paul simon's vocals and female backup singers doing like, ooh, ooh, hmm.
0: ooh,
1: it is, it's bare bones, it's stark, and it is so perfect. It jams. Yeah. Yes. Cause it's the,
2: what it, about that? SNL? The, the live SNL version before yeah. the album came out, yeah. also super oh, recommended. I, um, I love what you said about the lyrics to that song too. They're so like striking, they stick with you because they're so like, just memorable, memorably yeah. strange. Yeah. Also, um, this song taught me what a bodega was because I live in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what a uh, bodega no. was before I heard the song. No, huh? And yeah, I was like, by
1: the bodegas and the lights on Upper Broadway. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that kind
2: of stuff where you're just so striking. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah
1: and certain lines, like um, his com- way with words is to just
2: compensate for his ordinary shoes, right. like, that kind of stuff. I love that.
1: But, like, she was physically forgotten that she slipped into my pocket with my car keys. It's like.
2: That was the next line I was gonna say no. to you, because it's
1: like uh, he makes a sign of a teaspoon, she makes a sign of a wave. Like I don't even know what that means. The, but... And then,
2: like the next line, the poor boy changes clothes. <laughs> he puts matter, on no. the aftershave, aftershave to compensate right. for his, his ordinary, ordinary shoes. shoes yeah. Like you're like, oh, like man, it's so. I just his the way he writes is yeah. just so. It's yeah. my one. Of, it's my favorite, probably more than Dylan. I enjoy it.
1: Yeah, it's very, um, it's it's very effortlessly poetic, seeming. Yes. Hmm.
2: and um, like yeah. so precisely american like yeah. americanness is yeah. i don't
1: know yeah so anyway oh, yeah. I, Great I, choice. I i love that song so much and um yeah so that's my number 1 mike what's your first pick okay or if you want to give us your preamble pre okay <laughs> <laughs>
2: the prologue to the <laughs> rambling. I can give. I can give Mike's prologue. Uh, yeah,
1: I like the way you put
3: it, which is perfect. When you told me last night, when me I, and oh <laughs> no, please say it. Yeah. I told Jeff last night I was trying really hard to find a Paul Simon song I really liked, but I just kept falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. Came over me. Um, it was like that time I watched that Eagles documentary. Oh I just woke up God. and I was at the end of it. I was like, "What the fuck happened?" It's the long road, man. <laughs> the, the whole thing passed <laughs> by.
0: What?
2: Um, um, uh, when me and Mike like first like became friends Paul Simon was absolutely my favorite artist of right. all time and yeah. like probably still is but I was obsessed and I was like Mike this is my favorite artist and Mike's yeah. like this sucks and <laughs> <does> <laughs> <I> say, <laughs> he, he's like this sucks <laughs> so this is like really fun for me cause like listening back I was like oh maybe I had to refresh and I started yeah. like listening I'm like oh I know these like the back of my hand If yeah.
1: you, if you could pick the one quality that doesn't do it for you what would the one thing be because like for me i love paul simon there's times though i'll listen to an album and he has this like slight nasaliness in his voice and Mm. that just like drives me crazy sometimes and other times i don't notice it but
3: i think the thing about him is that like every time i listen to paul simon i always end up either wanting to listen to van morrison james taylor or jim croce and i kind of would rather just do that sidestep do you know what I'm saying? And I know I I'm I, and, and I'm I know I'm am ag- up against it here with you guys because you guys love the Paul Simon. I will say this, through listening to Paul Simon again, right? Because there's that there inevitably there's that thing where it's like, hey, this is my buddy's favorite band, so I'm just gonna shit on them extra hard. <laughs> it's like when you guys shit on pretty much every other band that I mentioned that I like, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but uh, the the thing I do like about Paul Simon, and I think it reflects in my list my list. Rather, in the way that most of the picks, or not most of them, but a strong half of the picks are Simon and Garfunkel. Because sure. I think the, the qualities that I really enjoy, is, especially with the two of them, is this sort of like Crosby, Stills, Nash approach. To yeah. vocals, which is like these just big, luscious, sort of cascading, mm. sort of harmonies and melodies, and it just—it's like—it's like, it's like a, the vocal version of a warm hug. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just that you know—it just kind of like engulfs and, you. And, you sonic, know? and that I love that
1: sonically. The Simon Garfunkel stuff has a lot of reverb on it, right? On
3: at times. Yeah, there's this nice space. And his to solo
1: stuff, there's almost never any reverb on his voice. Yeah. It's, like, very dry.
3: But that's the thing, is when I was listening to the songs and everything and trying to decide what I like, it's it's kind of funny how, like, you know, the Simon and Garfunkel stuff is sort of like when we talk about, say, The Doors, or we talk about Jefferson Airplane, or we mm-hmm. say, you know, it's it's very much like a time capsule. Right. You know what I mean? It sounds like the years that yeah. it came out. And then I think equally, is I think that quality has kind of stayed with Paul Simon through the whole discography, though, because it's like, the early 60s stuff sounds so much early sixties. The mid seventies stuff sounds so mid seventies. The mid eighties stuff sounds so, so yeah, mid eighties. Right. So like, right. but it's done. It's done well. Um, I yeah, do I have agree. one Graceland record on this list, although that <laughs> record is my least favorite record. Well, of his. what's your first song? So guy? my first song is good,
1: good preamble. I like it. I just wanted to just yeah, throw no, it out there, just good. you know, because like I'm
3: not trying to be you know, I don't want to sound like the hater either. No, you, know you, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I did enjoy doing this. Uh, I'll probably have to go with, uh, I don't know, because it's tough. Um, go with your heart. Well, I'm okay, so I'm going to come out swinging <laughs> with a hit, Kodachrome.
1: Great song. <sighs>
3: Great Off tune. of uh, Here Comes Ryman Simon. There Goes Ryman Simon. Or Here 1972. 1972.
1: Yep. That was going to be my next pick. I love yeah. Kodachrome.
3: Yeah. I love it because it kind of has this sort of like uh, it has this kind of Beatles vibe to it. That's obla D. Yep. like dum 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 dum. And I love like the double up vocals. And what's cool about it too is like, like you said, Jeff, where it's there's almost none of that sort of like extra like hall y kind mm-hmm. of reverb thing going. And that when it comes to recording quality, I would say this and uh, still crazy after all these years. Like that sound to me is the sound that I like. It's that super seventies, like dry. Yeah. Like there's a little bit, cause he does, you know, he does this sort of double all vocals thing, but, um, but it's yeah, like a I super,
2: super masterful recordings. Um, there yeah, Ryan just... Simon is super, is like one of the, is probably his most like classic, you know, this hit full of yeah. hits, um, as far as solo stuff, code to Chrome. Great song. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like, really ambiguous. What is the song really about? What is he taking pictures of? Why is everything worse in black and white? Um, I just, I really like that whole nature of the song. Like, you know, what is it about?
1: Well, it's a youth song. It's a, you know, trying to recapture the feelings you had when you were a kid.
2: Yeah. I always thought maybe, like, when I listened to it, I always thought he was taking pictures of, uh, like, uh, shit he wasn't supposed to be taking pictures of. And that's oh. why his mama took his camera away. Um. Also, great piano solo at the end.
1: Yeah, very honky tonky like, Yeah, it gets in like the double down, time. Yeah, and the little, fiddle okay. and stuff.
2: Oh, so good. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Great single. Uh, and then I
3: have another pick, right? Because I yes, do back do. to back. I'm gonna go with something, a little bit more, a little bit more old school in the catalog. Uh, 1966. I'm gonna go Scarborough Fair. Oh, okay. I love this song so much because like I love the harpsichord on it. I love like the um it has this sort of like it's that great kind of like weird like renaissance, baroque influenced section of like the 60s songwriting and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's these beautiful. They they sound almost kind of like um, psychedelic. It's like yeah, it's like where psychedelia meets like baroque music, and also has this kind of element of, um, you know those like those Christian songs written by, you know German composers in in that kind of. It's almost yeah. fugish. It's almost like you have these sort of like I don't know. It's just Paul, the,
2: Paul Simon like went to England before he like came oh, that, back in and. and like, formed um, Simon and Garfunkel, like, seriously. And I think, like, that was what differed them from, like, a lot of English folk or a lot of um, American folk musicians where they were bringing in, like, a lot of the English, like,
1: style. like the
3: Anglican singing. That's what I was trying to think of. The song is from the 1600s. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, so.
1: Right. Anyway. They do sound like the minstrels in a royal like yeah and it
3: was
2: doffing a giant (laughs) cap but like the the arrangement of like the the way they arranged it in the studio it sounds Mm. like overtly psychedelic of the day because it has all the cascading natural reverb and echo and yeah yeah coming in and out and great record to listen to in stereo i did it yesterday oh yeah (laughs) very fun so there you go good choice uh probably one of the like you know defining songs of the 60s
1: um my second pick is a simon garfunkel song and it is the song homeward bound which is just a beautiful ballad and i love the two-part harmonies i love how in the verses um garfunkel sings the words and paul simon does this descending like Ooh, kind of line behind it and then they do harmonies on the chorus and then at the end of each chorus they link back up and sing the last line in unison, which it just highlights the power of that duo as a singing group. Um, very uh, well known is that they recorded on one vocal microphone because that's the, that was the best way their producer could capture how they actually sang harmonies together. So they were in a single booth singing on one mic and just the way that they split off and they do their harmonies and the phrasing and the breath in that song, they, it's it's very much like two guys who have sang for years of their life together and at that point they hadn't been singing together for that long but i think it was just like hours a day for however long um and just the way it's like two voices as one and then it comes back and does the unison and you're like yeah this is like that is fully that concept um so yeah homeward bound just a beautiful simple you know two and a half minute song
2: Great choice. Have you heard yeah. um, their like 1957 song A "Hey Schoolgirl"? Could say
1: 1957.
2: They Simon and Garfunkel had sung together. Teenagers. Oh, Tom and Jerry. Th- yeah, when they were yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah. So like when you're, they they had like such a, I know like song. a crazy nope. you know what I mean link together. It just comes up like it's oh, you're so, right!
1: now that I say that they were singing together yeah like it's
2: like so yeah. you know it's so effortless mm-hmm. for you know what I mean at that point it's like that's their, one of their first hits but it's like so masterful because mm-hmm. they're like brothers at that point you know mm-hmm. um, is it my is it my run here it is. it is all right so my first pick was a very sentimental pick um, and I'm gonna go that way with another one so we're gonna go b-side this is a uh, Paul Simon not like our or not be deep cut. Another one. It's a uh, piece like a river oh, yeah. off Paul Simon's first solo record, 1971. Um, this it was self-titled. Yeah, second. Yeah. Um, yeah, his uh self-titled record. I really like this song. Um, it has like such a a strange vibe to it. Um, it definitely reminds me of like late nights. Um, obviously the lyric refrain is I'm going to be up for a while um, but the guitar riff um, peace like a river flowing into my dreams long past the midnight curfew Um, just the way the lyric is so dreamy and um, ephemeral is that mm-hmm. like a word to describe that, that? Yeah. the way it like kind of comes out and just strolls like stream of consciousness. And it really is. It's one of my favorite Paul Simon lyrics. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um And yeah, it's I don't know. It's just a vibe. It's very hard for me to describe, but it's very like um very close to me. And one of those songs that like very uh it's one of my favorite Paul Simon tunes. So I highly recommend somebody check that out. Yeah, um, i like and, that song a lot yeah it's just a song that i don't think it would get like very highlighted or highlighted as much yeah. um it's also got like a um great like a t- that guitar part where it slides up like the <laughs> like a great like slidey part that's not slide um also just shout out like paul simon's guitar skills because he's a great great guitar player yeah I mean, um yeah. oh yeah
3: that right hand if you I ever wish wanted... I could ever play Anything close to how he plays The you... fingerstyle stuff Yeah it's um, So I, like I was listening to him I'm like god damn dude He, yeah. he might be like He yeah. plays like that loud. He might be like The best fucking one um, <laughs> Of fingerstyle st- finger uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Folk guitars like Folk guitar yeah. Fingerstyle Look at his
1: uh, pinky uh, nail If
2: you ever want to get uh, Super uh, grossed out It is yeah? long Cause he that's Lots cause... of layers of cocaine In that thing <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that it but. hardens
1: up the keratin. That's what it is. Yeah, it calcifies the nails real nice. Yeah, um, keep them strong.
2: Yeah, you know this tune. It's a. It's just like a kind of. It's a really standout like uh, deep track. Off, yeah, nothing off more
1: that to say It's a great song. Yeah, right on. I I do like when you sing examples of the music because then we don't have to worry about clearance of any any of the songs. Yeah. So keep it going. Keep it going.
2: <laughs> the, that one I was like, do I know the words to this? As it's coming out, and I was like, oh, I do. No, I do. <laughs>
1: all right and you got you got another pick now luke back to back
2: but i'm gonna go with um okay i'm gonna go with a tune off of um bridge over troubled water this is the first side closer uh so long frank lloyd wright um garfunkel was talking to paul about architecture something they both enjoy and uh already said why don't you write a song about frank Lloyd Wright?" um and paul simon thought that was an interesting idea and then to uh wrote this tune um i really love this song because it highlights garfunkel's really great voice um it really also captures like some of garfunkel's personality in like what paul simon wrote through for him in this tune um and it also has that great, like, refrain of, like, harmonized, um, like, we harmonized till dawn, but I never learned the tune uh, so soon. And it has that, like, um, relationship lyric with how Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel, you know, would harmonize till dawn, and, but they never really got a lot, you know what I mean, got the tune together to get, you know, to get it along. Um, so there's kind of that vibe in this tune. Um, and I really love the mellowness of it. It's just one of the most mellow songs, and also one of the most creative songwriting things ever. Like, who else wrote a song about an architecture, or an, or you know someone that did the architecture? Like, it's just very yeah. strange um, songwriting mm-hmm. point. And like I said earlier, I really like when Paul Simon gets out there with it, and mm-hmm. this is one of those like quirky songs of mm-hmm. his. So. Shout out to uh, it's like bossa ish, and yeah, all it's definitely has that flavor to it as well. They
3: throw in some, some, some almost sour chords in there, though, too, that gives it this kind of like yeah.
2: melancholic
3: quality. And I think that's what it was. That to, I think this, I'm happy you picked this song, Luke, because I think this song is a really good example of sort of like when coming back, coming into this. I was like, what's the mood? You know, like, because I think that's what didn't capture me before listening to Paul Simon and Simon and Garfunkel. I was going into it a little too stubbornly. But this is a good example of this song where it's like, oh, this is, it's a, Paul si- you know what I mean? Simon and Garfunkel, it's not like, you know, it's, 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 it's a vibe. It's what you have to kind of get on this sort of like. Well, how does one capture the beauty
2: of architecture in song? Right. Well, yeah. So right, you're right. getting at it from that viewpoint to Can start we with, right? You make t-shirts that say that?
3: you know How can it's you the beauty of architecture through a song. Well,
2: that's that's what like, you know what I mean, but yeah, if you're getting like I'm not trying to be silly, no, no, you know no, what I'm like, saying. You, I'm being serious. No, know, I know you are like getting artsy fartsy about yeah, it, like right, that's right. what makes Simon and Garfunkel so special, you know what I mean, yeah. Or this tune, you know. It's yeah. like it's that's the vibe.
0: Yeah.
3: Nice.
1: Uh my next pick is the title track off of 1986's 6s Graceland. Um the reason why I like this song is it's like a road trip song about a journey that he's taking with his son to visit the home of Elvis Presley. I love the um, music of this, like the literal instrumental parts of this song. I love the... All those arpeggios played by uh, Ray Peary, who, African guitarist. And I love the the quality of when the chords are just hanging in the verses. It's like this soft, like... Multiple finger kind of thing on the strings, so it has this like vibrating, like quality to it. Um, that makes it just sound like wait, is he? It sounds almost like a keyboard, kind of like softly going like that a bunch, but he's doing that on guitar strings. Um, and I like how it's kind of this fog of a of a sound because of those chords and then it snaps for the chorus i'm going to it gets very like super africany i love the da 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 where it's kind of out of time <laughs> yeah. um yeah and it's just a song about a guy in his mid 40s who's dealing with a divorce and uh, trying to find himself in midlife crisis and all that kind of stuff.
2: I like how, what you said musically about the verse too, how it's kind of like um, you know kind of hanging in the yeah. air and the like you said too like lyrically like that's what the verse is and yeah. then the the chorus' we're, it's like the point of the whole thing. we're going yeah. to Graceland, Graceland, Memphis, Tennessee, Graceland. you know also yeah.
1: the Everly Brothers doing harmonies on the chorus. And uh one of the best opening lines of any song, the Mississippi Delta was shining like a national guitar, which is just uh yeah. A great anybody,
3: vi- a great visual.
1: Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know what a national guitar is, that's like the the silver steel lap steel kinda of dobro guitar that yeah. is played a lot in the Mississippi Delta for blues and I've been there and it's
2: pretty my, true. My favorite <laughs> line in that song is the uh he's the child of my first marriage i don't know why but specifying the the number of the marriage for me is just wow. such like a
1: because he knows himself he knows he's about to be married five, yes three
2: more like times. that <laughs> like that lyric to me is so like i don't yeah. know what what about it yeah, i just think yeah. that that one is just like at first it's honest and mm. beautiful and a lot of like weird strange ways and, and a
1: lot of his songs Aren't necessarily autobiographical, and I feel like this one is
3: very autobiographical. Definitely. Who is it that you said plays bass on this?
2: Bakiti Kamalo. Okay. Who he kept on as bass player Fret- still to this day. Flat
3: um, flat wounds.
1: Nope. Round wounds with fretless.
3: That's that's yeah. Yay. Oh, that's and that's Yay. the thing is that I have and I'm trying. Listen, I'm trying to be better. Yeah, but I have such a hard time with the bass on this record and that's the thing that I find deters me I don't I don't hate yeah. the songs on the album it's for some reason I don't know why and I want to like fretless bass I really you want gotta, to like it you
1: gotta think about fretless bass so like in the verses on this song in particular he's doing those kind of um, it has this warm sound yeah, yeah. because when you when you pluck the string that's what starts up and then it hangs yeah you gotta think about African, especially fretless bass, it's like those parts are like a horn, like a trombone type of sound, and then yeah, they do the yeah. super percussive chorus, because yeah. that's like the core. The you hear the notes, but it's more about the percussion. Yeah, um, but I get it. I mean, it sounds and and this album is full of oh, it's because f- fr- Bakiti plays on. Uh, five or six tracks and he plays on all the hits yeah on the album um and there's a lot of not on this song but through the album there's like gated reverb snares and there's synthesizer horns at times and so
3: it's an acquired taste i i love that's what i'm that see it makes sense i listen to this record i'm like this is a jeff record all day yeah like all day. i love ray peary's
1: like afro pop guitar melodic lines and i love bikini's bass on this album so like yeah it's just yin and yang man <laughs> yeah yeah
0: no and i'm not i'm not trying to be a hater yeah. like i'm
3: saying i i did try to come into listening to this album specifically because yeah. i remember listening to it years ago when luke was like hey man paul right. simon paul simon and i listened to it and i was like oh i don't know dude i don't know if i get this is it challenges the palette for me for me personally and, and that's also it's fine you i don't know, think like,
1: it's to be picked but like the opener of Graceland is a song called, uh, oh, what's the first song? Oh, um, B- Boy in the Bubble. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I think you want to <laughs> stop the record at that first thing oh, and not even the, give a chance. The first
2: thing is the is
1: accordion, the and then straight up, boom fretless bass. That's where I, I, I turned it on, I was like, you oh. get 15 seconds
2: in, and you go, oh. If I could God give no. you a suggestion, um, <laughs> check out a record, Paul Simon Live in New York. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw that on Spotify. I didn't listen to it, though, because I was
3: yeah. trying to just do a uh, uh, studio.
2: So it takes a lot of maybe production value that you don't appreciate mm. and puts it in a modern context live. Yeah. So it sounds like all the su- all the songs sound from the, from the same band. Because right. Nikiti's right? Right. playing bass on everything. He's playing bass yeah. on everything. Yeah. So that is a record I would tell you to listen to because every Graceland song in that record kicks like yeah. w- a ten times harder than. It Wait does till on you hear fretless
1: bass on "Sounds of Silence." <laughs> 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 no, he doesn't do it. Uh, All right, yeah, let's... <laughs> like I said,
3: respect, 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 a hundred percent respect. It's just, um, uh, it's a. I'm acquiring. It's like an IPA, you know. Like you have to just like develop yeah. the palette for it. That's right, and that's what I'm doing. I'm slowly developing my, yeah, my palette.
1: So what's your what's your next pick, Mike?
3: Um, my next pick. Here, hold on, let me I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Um, I'm gonna go with the title track off of. Um, the 1975 oh, record still it. crazy after all these years. was yeah, gonna be our next pick.
2: Four in the morning. This
3: song, <sighs> yeah, great bridge. When I listen to this song, especially as the album opener, you know, it's kind of like I was. It kind of like at, okay. I hope you guys hear me when I say this, but it like, it reminds me of better days in the way of being like like it it makes me have this feeling of kind of like like i have my friends with me and it's is a good time and it's like you know what i mean i don't know it it's like a smoky bar good yeah. time you know like kind of like late night late new england cold night in like a warm bar people sure. are smoking cigarettes and Listening yeah. to like Bob Seger. You know? This this
1: track it's you know it's Fender Rhodes keyboard which right, is a very I love inviting sound. Yeah. There is a, a, there is some significant reverb on the voice on this song. Um it has the string arrangement that comes in halfway yeah. through.
3: It has this nostalgic yeah. quality to it right. I think that I really really enjoy.
1: I always call this song the best song that Billy Joel never wrote.
3: Yep. <laughs> Cuz I just think it's a it's a great
2: storyteller like, song. Like the
1: Yeah, I think that's Paul what it is. Simon, got this... his, his vocal delivery it's a little I, I listen, listen, listen this week, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, yo, man, I wish he was a slightly better singer because this song needed someone to like really belt out some of those lines. Yeah, and he's just a little too fucking nerdy and whatever. <laughs> on that. And it, even like someone like Billy Joel, who's not like the coolest guy in the planet, like if Billy Joel sang this song, it would be like, uh, fucking
2: tear the roof off, right? See, like, that's burned the house I, down. I like how like the reasons that you don't like that you know. Yeah. I like that he is like a dork because yeah. this song comes off to me as like a dork that's like, yeah. sees this girl and it was just right. like, well, you know, well, I'm still a dork, so it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, still, yeah. you know, I don't know.
3: But it's kind of that Carol King sort of thing yeah, where yeah. you're like, you know what I mean? Like, you can hear Aretha do it or you can hear Carol right, King right. do it, and Carol King is kind of. Sort of stiff and a little bit more New York, I think, a little little jauntier and yeah, right. And it's more sort of like saying the lines on pitch rather than singing. Yeah, I
1: I listened to it and I thought there have to be some like really good covers of this and i meant to like look it up i'll have to look it up later and find someone who like really sings that i bet you joe office. walsh
3: does a nice cover of this
1: oh morning in the morning <laughs> <laughs> still crazy <laughs> after all these years. and he goes into the other song about being crazy it's a perfect segue <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i like i said this was gonna be my next pick um yeah just masterful songwriting great string arrangement that yeah. that bridge that kind of like tonally shifts into a s- seemingly strange place but it makes perfect sense yeah it's a very like whirlwind of chord changes
3: yeah and it just has that yeah. it has that that because it's 75 so oh, it's like this nestled is right in the middle it's so yeah. yeah it sounds so 75 yeah. that that's yeah. why i think to me this record too so it's it's moon ish it's album yeah. of the year you know
1: Thank you, Stevie Wonder, for not making an album this year. is what he said at the Grammy Awards. Because <laughs> Stevie had won Album right. of the Year. Album of the Year. Then Paul
2: Simon, and then Stevie won again. <laughs> no shit, huh? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, I think um, I don't know. Did they win for Bridge Over Troubled Water? I they think did. they won Album of the Year for Bridge Over yeah. Troubled Water. So they kept like backing and forthing yeah. with it. Yeah. So very funny. Yeah,
1: Paul Simon has won three Album of the Year Grammys. He won for "Bridge of Troubled Water" from 1970, "Still Crazy" from 1975, and "Graceland" from '86. Yeah, damn straight. Mm-hmm. It's only Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, and now Taylor Swift who have won it three times. Oh no way! Yep, yep. But Beyonce. Zero times. <laughs> but Beyonce says Twitter comments in all capitals. But Beyonce. <laughs> Queen B. Um yeah. yeah. What's your next pick, Mike? Um This is, I believe,
3: yeah, your fourth pick. Yes. Let me see here. Let me pull it back up. Um Hmm. Let's see here. I think I'm gonna have to go with <laughs> me and Julio Brown. Yeah, cool. Down by the schoolyard. Right on. Um it's just so that intro. Oh, yeah. It's like on and that, you know, like that nice like that pretty sort of like strummy acoustic yeah. guitar, you know, and the rest of the song kicks in like Great whistle solo. Yeah, this is the song. <laughs> this is the song. You want to <laughs> call
2: out every false i a whistle solo? I can almost that's do it. That's
3: the next ep- then We're gonna make an addendum
1: to this episode. It's gonna be the top ten whistles. Over. The top ten. I've whistle been wanting solos. to do
2: it so bad. Walk like
1: an Egyptian. Oh, we. It will be an episode. I have many. I know all the whistle songs, man. Do you? Yeah, the stranger Billy Joel. Come on, man.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, what was the what's the Guns N' Roses one? Oh, Patience. We're getting off, we're getting off track. <laughs> what's Patience. the one that's... <laughs> Oh, uh, Civil War! This whistling Civil War.
1: War. Anyway, explain any other reasons why it's a great song. It's some consider like his iconic early solo song. It's from the Uh, self-titled album.
2: Also, a classic newspaper reference. Uh, Paul Simon references the New York Times and newspapers in like a jillion of his songs, and this is one of them. I like the radical preacher line. I'm sorry, I'm taking this over from you, Mike. No,
3: that's fine. Please talk away. <laughs> I love the the
2: radical preacher line. Um, like in the 60s, there was a lot of more like radical preachers who would stand out and mm-hmm. do these things and make like uh, media uh, yeah. attention. Um, I like the that the song is about. Um, hanging out with somebody who is a person of color um, assumingly and that Paul Mm -hmm. Simon was not allowed to hang out with this person Um, I like how it gives the commentary of the parents and their viewpoint about how the child just wants to go out and play um, about how the religious, it gives everybody in town's opinion kind of, gives the the preacher who says you know like in the states that he is radical and that he was you know is like, hey, that's not what Jesus would do and like, you know, mm. giving everybody the lesson there, but um the town really doesn't seem to realize, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then that the childhood's uh, the you know, or the childlike view of just, you know, playing is the most, you know genuine yeah, kind sincere. of thing about Yeah,
1: I, I like this song and now that I think about it, the the thing I have to say about Paul Simon's voice, this song works so well because Paul Simon has this uh, everlasting youthful quality to his voice. Mm. He like sounds like the best fourteen year old singer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he yeah. just he sounds like the kid who would have had the solos in all of the like school musicals yeah. in middle school. Because he he's Kept an eight year old man too. and he still sounds like he's fifteen years old. Yeah, and so this song, that kind of childlike. Yeah, wine in his voice it really works with the, with the subject yeah, matter you
3: almost can't hear the years of singing on the vocal cords. no
1: man he's still making albums and it sounds like he's yeah, 18 years old that's it's what strange. I'm saying
3: yeah it's it's weird how like because every, every singer eventually once they right. reach a certain age you can kind of hear the, the, the toll it's right. taken on their voice but maybe it just has maybe it's just because the music that he's played has always been for him for him in range, comfortably yeah. in his range he's never really gonna you know like gone into the uncomfortable areas yeah. I guess you know so um so that was my f-
1: fourth so I'm going to do fourth. one okay um my next choice is also from still crazy after all these years and it's the other big single 50 ways to leave your lover um Drums. great drum part by Steve Gadd yeah. who is you know a Steely Dan favorite the it's and then it goes to a classic Paul Simon thing so it's in this dun, 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 and that goes to dun, 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 dun. it doubles up on the chorus with the female vocalist um it's all it's Tony Levin on bass possibly playing a fretless bass on this track King Crimson bassist and Peter Gabriel bassist um Ralph McDonald who I think we talked about on a previous episode who was a very known percussion player he played with bill withers etc 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 um yeah it's just a great song that i love the it's like counter puntal type of guitar chords there are all these kind of like open jazz chords that kind of weave like this spider web of a ja- of a chord progression and then it breaks down into just kind of like a soul yeah. type of chorus so it's something he's done a bunch and something I love about Paul Simon's music. He's very good at blending v- like various styles of American songwriting together to make something new. So to have this strange jazz pop type of folky thing and then just soul in the middle. Yeah. I love, I love the juxtaposition. So, um, yeah, that's my pick. Love it.
3: Yeah, I love I, that's probably my favorite thing about this song. Is that kind of like jarring? Like, oh, this is was is this a is this a blue song now? And then you're like, oh, wait, no, no, now it's kind of like a sad, melancholic folk right, song. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, what's happening? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I, the hook, man, his hooks are also he's a hook the, master. Dude, the, the, his hooks the, are the, on writing
1: songs since point. he was like twelve dude. years old. Yeah.
2: The, also, like the the fun way of, of like taking like like a subject matter that's like kind of like exactly. a breakup song and making it so fun. Like, yeah. You don't need to discuss much. Just leave that girl because she sucks. <laughs> well, Because yeah. well,
1: cause the verses are all this like the problems inside your head. It's all the psychology of of how to break yeah, and up just, and like all the mind games and then it's like
2: oh eh, just hit the road jack <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then it's like it's all your inner monologue and then you go talk to your buddy and he's just like just drop off the yeah, key get on right. the fucking bus yeah right get the- right
0: right yeah. right
1: because listen listen to this line verse she said it's really not my habit to intrude furthermore i hope my meaning won't be lost or misconstrued so it's like all this very much like how you have to talk to someone with a patient voice and you just yeah. express all your thoughts and feelings in a logical way and then, so, and then, he's, the and then the, just slip out the back, jack make a new plans dan you don't need to be coy roy just get yourself free yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it it is like it's perfect because that's really what breakups are like it's like you got to have one face and then when you're talking to your friends yeah. or people you know like It's how we all are. It's it. it, We all recognize in most of Paul Simon's songs, he is such a humanistic Mm -hmm. songwriter. It's like he's never when he's highfalutin, it's for a reason, and when he's super casual, it's for a reason. Because like we all have those times. Yeah. So
3: anyway. Yeah, great pick.
2: I love that song. Is is
3: uh, you got two back to back,
1: and then we'll take a little break Uh, after. It's me
2: back to back. Yeah. Oh, this is perfect, man. Okay, here we go. I'm going to start off with uh, America from Bookends, um, 1968. Um, the first half of Bookends, uh, the first side of it is a concept album um, of, of, I guess, life in America, um, a bookend of a life. Um, and I, again, all these themes would be revisited again, but the, I think the highlight off, off of that side is a tune called America. Um, by Simon and Garfunkel. Toss
1: me a cigarette. I think that this one in my ring code. <laughs>
2: Um this tune um highlights Paul Simon and his girlfriend, uh, Kathy as they took a cross town country uh trip on the bus. Um, it gives a view of life in America at that time. I think it gives a loss of innocence. Um, through this young couple's eyes riding a bus, um, through America and, um, how the American dream really probably wasn't, um, going to be found, um, and I love the lyrics, I love the, how they're together experiencing it, um, And I think it really cements, like, a generation's view of what the country was and what um, things were happening. I also really liked, like, the silliness, again, of the Toss Me Cigarette. I think there's one in my raincoat. We smoked the last one an hour ago. um, So she looked at the scenery and read a magazine. Like, that kind of stuff is kind of sweet and... I really really like I'm that I'm
0: empty and
2: aching And I don't know why Counting the calls I love that I'm line Because go- it's
1: out of time And it's the stacked vocal harmonies It's Garfunkel The emotional Yeah it's yeah, so
2: Garfunkel at the end Going
0: the
2: America Like just Echoing oh, count- Yeah, with yeah a- stuff. E- Echoing out in the background Super
1: renaissance Type
2: thing um. yeah. My lord <laughs> <laughs> My lord <laughs> Um, also, <laughs> even the humming, like the mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, in the gu- the guitar riff, the dun- 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 dun-
1: with yes. like some kind of vibro effect
2: on it, yeah. yeah. Um, and I yeah. just really, really like that song, and um, I think it's you know a great, great tune. And then further, let's go to my second pick here, which is going to be American tune off of There Goes mm-hmm. Ryman Simon. Um, these songs A B each other very, very well. Um. American Tune is more of like a grown up version of America. Um, I feel like it takes the theme and gives it to you at that point after the Vietnam War, after all that stuff. It has the imagery of uh the Statue of Liberty um leaving and sailing back away to sea. Um I also love the, the lyric in the song, uh like the I dreamed I was dying, like that whole sequence of things is just it's very surreal, it's very like, I don't know, very American to me and very um, very much some of Paul Simon's, I think, best common commentary on it, and it's very direct and says what it is. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's just uh, two songs I think people should experience. I think they're really, really great.
1: Yeah, an American Tune is another Paul Simon thing where he took a well-known folk song, I believe this one was a German kind of choral song, and used interpolated the melody from that and mm-hmm. made his own song out of it.
0: Um,
2: and yeah, I love the, the choices yeah they're just very much the nice same. string section on
3: this too yeah very nice string section on this um, yeah. yeah I think this is I think this is the the, the side of Paul Simon I like the most hmm. you know if we're looking at like the broad sort of catalog and stuff um, just him just doing what he does best which is just like a you know finger picking style guitar sort of ballad sort of melancholic sort of vibe you know I love that.
2: And I like the message of
3: obviously American music
2: being the uh the soundtrack to all these crazy things happening in the world. Yeah. So in mm-hmm. the filter it's run through. Yeah. So, so my
1: my fifth choice uh i Oh gonna, wait, are we
2: going to take a break here? No, we're going to oh. each do five. Oh, okay, got gotcha. you, got gotcha.
1: Um my fifth choice, I'm going to take it cuz it's still here. Uh one of the most well-known songs of all time, one of the biggest-selling songs of all time. Dum, dum, Bridge over troubled dum, water. Dum. Um Just an absolute, absolute, maybe perfect song. Um this is our Garfunkel singing almost the entire thing and then Paul Simon comes in on the bridge or Yeah. Yeah, Salon Silver Girl, the bridge to do some harmonies. Um it's like one of the rare songs that I tear up like on a certain line every single time it comes up. And that's the verse two. Uh, and he says, uh, when darkness comes and pain is all around. And it's so just like unbridled emotion. And um, our Garfunkel is like just a pure great singer. And when I was growing up as a singer, like this is the kind of music my parents listened to. We didn't listen to like radio stuff. Growing up, so I knew all the Simon Garfunkel hits, especially the Greatest Hits album, and this is the kind of songs that I used to practice singing to, and like was was and is still possibly like my ideal of pure singing, Um, just none of the vibrato, really, just the natural like a straight tone, trying to sound beautiful, like full breath support, et cetera, et cetera. And Art Garfunkel has such a mastery of just delivering things that are just very quiet and then he builds it up and uh yeah it's just a great song
3: yeah it's beautiful
1: it's, it's a it's, it's like almost like a little too overplayed but even i think that and then i put it on and like 20 seconds and i'm like
3: yeah, you're wiping let's, the tears. Let's from just the tops go. Of your cheeks,
1: like, like, yeah, like, let's go so for beautiful. the next for the next three and a half minutes. Like, yeah.
3: yeah,
2: it's one of those like ones too, where like you put on this album and you, you my instinct is to just skip it and go to the second song mm. because it's, you know, it's it's slow. You heard it a lot, yeah. but Garfunkel's vocal here, you're right, is so captivating that it kind of like, um, it's kind of like you know. Uh the song's kind of like a platitude, like something you hear obviously like the the literally the the name of the song is a platitude. Mm. Now, and you hear it so much but then when you actually hear it, it all the trueness of it does come out and it is yeah. such a masterful song. Also um really like one of the things I think rubbed Paul Simon the wrong way later is how he gave away his best song to our garfunkel to sing because he sung it did sing it better but imagine giving your your best tune you ever wrote and somebody yeah. else gets you know what i mean i think that's self-awareness though it this... is very self-aware but very hard yeah. to work with in an artistic relationship
0: when
3: you're oh, giving yeah. out I your I best stuff there had to have been moments motherfucking that decision <laughs> you know? definitely yeah, but, i mean not in a bad way I've, necessarily I've, you know but i've heard the
1: paul simon solo version
2: not it's not as good it's good but it's not as good it's not as
1: good because he he can't go big and not that art garfunkel's big is like this like bellowing thing but he can't do that like real rise and energy type of thing paul simon like is pretty much sing-songy and talking volume on most of his songs there's very few things that he goes big on and um this I know that this song, so Bridge Over Troubled Water was the last album that they made together before they broke up. And then they had like lots of contention and legal battles and acrimonious relationship going forward, et cetera, et cetera. And the Brid- Bridge Over Troubled Water was, I believe, the last vocal song that they recorded. But it was the first track on that album that they completed. Okay. So like they did some recording and writing of all the other tracks but then they did this and as in the studio and like when they completed it this was like the benchmark for the album was like all right now we have this masterwork 4 minute thing we got to match that kind of energy you know. on every other song yeah it's a high high bar
3: not to not to sound too bold but i feel like this song is like this song is like twinkle twinkle little star like it's yeah, yeah. like everybody hot cross knows bun that's what right. i mean like everybody knows it and it's it's like, it might as well just be labeled traditional. You know how, like, when you, <laughs> right. like, you well, know what I'm trying to say? Like, when you high, look at a piece of music and it does yeah. not credit to anybody, just yeah. says traditional, it might as well just be that, in it's my like opinion.
2: High credit, like Aretha Franklin covered it. You right. know what I mean? Like, that's the, uh,
3: you know? Yeah. And it's just moving. It's such a pure, I think it's such a pure, like, human song. Yeah. Where every, anybody, it doesn't matter what you like, what you're into, what you're not into musically or anything. Like, you hear this song and you're like. <sighs> You yeah, know, it's at least just, I was because I listened to this song yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, why is life so hard? <laughs> yeah, it's one of
1: those songs that's almost overplayed and almost corny, but like if you actually just like put aside your own like yeah, this song kind of feelings, it's like it hits on every level. Yeah, it's just so emotional. Yeah. Anyway, what's so your emotional. what's your fifth pick, Mike?
3: Uh, I'm gonna go with a uh, Simon and Garfunkel tune as well, mm-hmm. off of Bookends. I have to go with Mrs. Robinson classic i have to go with this song i mean this song to me is
0: <laughs> i listen to
3: this song and immediately i feel like transported into like the time of like the brady bunch in the movies, <laughs> yeah. and like it's like or like austin powers or like is <laughs> not sound too silly but i mean it's yeah. it, it, in in terms of the sound it's right up there with um it's like mamas and papas yeah so, and it's yeah. like it's like whiter shade of pale it's right. like uh yeah, oh, it's, okay, a, it's everything. A graduate it's soundtrack, 60s. but but
1: also the soundtrack of 50 other movies. <laughs> it's right? On. Yeah. yeah,
3: and it's just it is just so iconically yeah. the sound of like the summer Are of you love. Trying you trying know? to seduce me? <laughs> yeah. But it's just so good. Like I don't know. I just I love it. <laughs> I, it's it's just everything. Everything yeah. about it. It's just. Um, it's, it's I just, love the lead it's, guitar It's especially. the sound of 68 it, there's nothing.
1: That, that lead guitar line My is so My favorite
3: crazy. is
2: the vocal in it that goes Ooh <laughs> 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 Ooh yeah. Um, also another Paul Simon uh, Lyrical trope in the song Baseball uh, oh yeah, the loves Joe, baseball. The Joe, Joe DiMaggio, DiMaggio lyric, yeah, yeah, um, refer- <laughs> referencing the time and place. Joey D. Um, also, Paul shout Simon out, is the boomer. <laughs> he oh yeah, is, <laughs> he baseball is boomer. He Paul Simon lyrical things I I pop out all the time yeah. is um, the New York Times and right. newspaper references, mm-hmm. and the other one is baseball references yeah. constantly. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to the lyric in the song, um, put it in the pantry with your cupcakes. Uh great lyric. It's very strange. Next time you listen to the song, you probably it, a lot of people it slips by you and then Play you'll hear the
1: it. With your very strange. <laughs>
2: it does he not is is one of the lyrics cuckoo cachoo. Yeah, <laughs> cuckoo cachoo, Mrs. <laughs> Robinson, Jesus loves you more. Um yeah, I just love that. Uh, put it in the pantry with your cupcake. It's like surf Cause like, rock. Type yeah, like because the first, like the first time you hear it, you're like, "What did you just say that?" And then every time you hear it, you're like, "Oh, I love that." It's so it's again another yeah. weird, weird lyric. And
1: it's it's like it's a very '60s thing that they did back in the in the day, where like the sound a, a movie soundtrack would have like a theme song, like a, how like a TV sitcom has yeah, theme, yeah. theme song. Because if you listen to the song, it's like the whole story about the, of the graduate and it's like a little too pit, a little too spot on where you're like, eh, this is a little cheesy, a little cornball yeah. Cause you're kind of giving like an overall narrative of what the movie's about to be about. Yeah. Um, but it works so well. Cause again, like the graduate is one of the best movies of all time. And this is, if you're going to have a theme song to a movie, this is the one
3: you call up Paul Simon.
1: You call him up. Dum, dum, dum call him up on your call him up on the rotary phone he still uses cuz he's stuck in 1973 <laughs> Anyway, so that's five picks, we're going to pick five more. We're going to take a break. Here's some words from our sponsors. Most of us, i.e. comedians,
2: treat open mics as a necessary evil. But not Silas P. Every week, Silas talks to a veteran of the sights, sounds, and smells
3: of the Philly open mic scene, sharing stories of momentary triumph and lingering failure with enough shit talk sprinkled in to make you listen to hear your name. I'm like 35% sure that I'm in there. So pay attention, hang out
2: in the room, and maybe you'll learn why you got bumped on the launching
0: pod
1: all right we're back uh the first thing we're gonna do we've picked five of our songs we have five more selections to go for paul simon songs happy 80th birthday paul p.s the only living boy in new york himself uh what we're gonna do is let's name our three favorite paul simon albums so this would be soul albums or simon garfunkel albums I will go first um in my order of preference my number 1 favorite because honestly like I don't skip any of these songs usually maybe I skip one or two but Graceland is my number one my number 2 which is really the one I would give to someone if I said this is what Paul Simon sounds like cuz Graceland is so like of that sound my number 2 is There Goes Ryman Simon and my number 3 is
2: Bridge Over Troubled Water
1: Paul Simon
2: Oh Caught me off Yeah cause I don't I, I'm,
1: I'm a Simon and Garfunkel's Hits guy I'm not yeah. Albums guy I've listened to albums But um, Yeah his self titled Where he's wearing the Parka On the cover That has uh, Hobo Blues And Papa Hobo And Armistice Day And uh, Me and Julio And Peace, Peace like, like a River. River And You know Tons of great songs that I love um, So that's Duncan. my top three Duncan Track number two um, so, yeah, Graceland, There Goes Ryman Simon, and Paul Simon. Luke, what's uh, your top three?
2: My top three Paul Simon albums, I'm going to go with Bridge Over Troubled Water. I think it's a killer, so that's number one. Number two, I'm going to get a little deeper on you. I'm going to go with 2010's So Beautiful or So What. Oh, yeah. um, I love that record. I think it holds up to anything he's done, and I think it's well worth listening mm. to, so that's why I'm going to put it on there. And then a third Paul Simon record, I think, is worthy. To check out would be, um, shit, man, what was I gonna say? Um, One Trick Pony. Oh, I mean, I do like it, mm. but, um, I'm gonna go, uh, Rhythm of the Saints, cause I think Rhythm oh, of the Saints has a lot of what is good about Graceland and a lot about mm. what is good about like an album, like So Beautiful. Or so, what that I really, really love. Um, combines it together and also uh, drums, drums, drums.
1: And that's from like 1990 and
3: 1991.
1: Uh, 1990. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. So I cool. Swear. How about your three, Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with some, I'm going to, oh, you know, don't Rhythm worry about of
1: the Saints. I did not expect that one. No, oh,
3: <laughs> I'm a D, I'm a Paul Simon addict, man. Yeah. I will say, I actually uh, did like that record. No, I, I, did, I
0: like it. I listened it, to it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I, yeah. I dig this. World, this it's is a cool. lot of world music. Yeah. Stuff.
3: yeah. Um, I'll go f- favorite to least favorite. still crazy after all these years. There Goes Raymond Simon and Paul Simon, self-titled. Nice. Yeah.
1: Um, So we got five more songs. We're going to cruise through these five because we kind of went a little in-depth on our first five. So, Mike, you get the first choice. Um, What is your sixth selection?
3: Sixth selection, I will go with uh mother and child reunion oh i love that i like this tune it's kind of got this desmond (laughs) decker sort of like old school rock steady reggae kind of thing going on with it and it's just like i really 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 like this song yeah this one i really really like and i'm not in jamaica yeah yeah. i'm not huge when it comes to sort of like white boy reggae i guess if you want to call it that but i think this song itself is just it's done so well everything is like spot on you get those Hits with the yeah. keyboard on the offbeats and like everything about it is just great, man. I think the recording quality is awesome.
2: A Weird yeah. Out There, um, it's my favorite cymbal hit on a record. It's the first cymbal crash in this whole song. It goes dum, 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 bam and it hits the crash uh-huh. cymbal. It, it hangs in the air for mm-hmm. like 30 seconds. It's my favorite cymbal hit on any record. Check it out.
1: I love the tremolo picking of the guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the female <laughs> vocals are so yeah. great. Um, yeah, yeah. The,
2: the reason this works better than I Shot the Sheriff is it was actually recorded in Jamaica, and it, that's why it works. I By a guy like...
1: who respects other people and doesn't talk about racist opinions
2: either. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> true. There you go. Oh yeah. Fuck old, Eric Clapton. Old
1: slow hand. Old yeah. slow bones himself. <laughs> anyway, I was, ho- bones. I was hoping that that song would be on the list for me, but it is not. So instead, my next choice is going to be "Loves Me Like a Rock," which is. Um, the last track on There Goes Ryan Simon, it's a grooving, spiritual, it's featuring the uh, vocal group, the Dixie Hummingbirds. It's, again, like Paul Simon, he's criticized a lot for kind of aping other cultures and kind of like c- colonization and all that kind of stuff. But he always talks about like, I choose to do types of music with certain people to give them exposure because I like that music. I'm not trying to like make money off the backs of people who are less fortunate and whatever than me. But like, this is a straight up Southern black spiritual with Paul Simon leading, like leading the choir, and it's yeah. it's such a great and it's a
2: great album closer. So that's my pick. Love it. Nice. Uh, check out the live version on the live record where he actually he brings out the, the band, as a live rock, too.
1: Rock, good day, 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 day. All right,
0: what's what's uh
2: what's your you got two back to back, Luke? All right, I'm gonna go with uh the obvious child, um from the rhythm of the saints. Um, great tune. Uh, drums. Um, I don't know. I think this is like a um kind of more of like a take on the idea of boy in the bubble, but um, it's a bit different. I just really really love it in the mm. the percussion, percussion, percussion is yeah. uh it's so good Mm -hmm. um yeah
1: yeah great choice yeah what's your next one
2: next choice um is going to be that was your mother off of uh graceland uh i love zydeco yes yeah man i love the zydeco vibe on this it fits well with the um the south african vibe yeah on graceland um it shouts out uh clifton uh i can't remember his last name uh clifton Chenier um i think that's his last name Mm -hmm. um he is a great um uh zydeco player and i picked up a record of his because of this song um i just love the um the lyrics um the i love the lyrics of the song about how like he's explaining to like how he was cool he's like a long time ago before you were born that's when i was cool (laughs) um like and he's like and life was great um I just love the lyrics to the song, it's what I really, really love. It's just so funny about how this dude's just like talking shit to this younger guy or his son about how he was cool before you were born, you know? I don't know. Hmm. So Yeah.
1: I I like that song a lot. It's an underrated Graceland track. Oh. Um
2: I also love the good gracious. That's my <laughs> prayer book. Let us pray. Yeah, you know, that kind
1: um, of shit. So I'll I'll ride your coattails with my next choice. Uh it's the Graceland album closer. And that's um, All Around the World or The Myth of Fingerprints, which is another Zydeco track featuring Los Lobos, uh, the Mexican-American trio, on instruments and vocals. And that it's another song where it's the juxtaposition of a Zydeco, like...
0: And
1: that goes... to for the verses it like reminds me of like a police song um it reminds me of grace the song graceland in that way um i love the harmonies by the los lobos guys and i love it as like a closing statement because it's about like multiculturalism and how we're all humans and etc etc and yeah that the zydeco flavor and the south african flavor on that album like they pair so well together because like zydeco music is the folk dance celebratory music of the like deep, deep, deep American South. And um, yeah, it's just like, it's it's a good thing how those two sounds really uh, make sense paired to next to each other. So yeah, Myth of Fingerprints, uh, all around the world, that's my choice.
3: Right on.
2: Also, check out the uh, version of That Was Your Mother off that Live in New York City um, thing I said earlier.
3: One of the highlights of that. We need like a super clip of Luke after we talk about what song we like. Luke, the recommendation of being also, if you like that, check out this version that's on this record. Also, <laughs> check out that version that's on this record. That's awesome. Um, what's you? You got two back to back, Mike. Okay, so I will go with um for my first of the two. I'm gonna go with the boxer. Yeah,
1: that's great. <sighs>
3: Yeah, I'm just a poor boy, but my story's seldom told. Like it's like there's just something yeah. I don't know, man. It's that great thing. I think if you kind of look at all my picks, I think all my picks have a little bit of that sort of tinge of that uh, melancholy and a little bit of that sort of sadness and a I, little bit of that sort of. See, I think all the songs
2: you picked have a uh, storytelling arcs. I think they're all good story songs.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, and I think that's what that's the, you know. You love a story song. I love a. St- I love story songs. I do love story songs. I do. Regardless of what genre. It doesn't matter.
1: There's a great version of the boxer. So like like Luke says great versions. It's um Mumford and Sons. I knew you you're gonna say featuring it. Paul Simon and the lap steel player Jerry Douglas. It's like Well, because I was gonna say really that Because really it love modernizes that part. it and it just yeah. like it it's yeah. I yeah. love the boxer though. Yeah. La da da I like oh, like whatever thunderclap percussion drum that goes on.
2: Yeah, I like the come on from the whores on Seventh Avenue. Of course you. He's
1: like it's the closest that they got. That Paul Simon ever got to Black Flag.
3: There's a mashup we need.
1: What's what's your next choice? All
3: right, hold on a second. I'm sorry. I am Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I know you know what? I'll just i'll i'll stick with it. I'm yeah. gonna stay with Bridge Over Troubled Water, and I'm gonna go yeah. with Cecilia. Ah, oh, that's gonna be my next pick. Because you gotta not you can't, you gotta give it up to that song. Um, how about like the early
2: like not hip hop but hip hop sample of the out of tune guitar going. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This was recorded. So this was recorded in like a like a dinner party late night album session. He brought out his tape recorder and they just did a. Yeah. And then he liked that and he and he t- built it in the studio week after week after week. Yeah. I love the it sounds like a flute but it's actually like a deadened xylophone. And he, <laughs> and he like purposely played just random notes so it yeah. just had this like weird wonky kind of thing on it. Yeah. Um yeah i love that song so good to, yeah it's a great it's and a, it's a great song too, basically it. it's like a fucked up like oh i leave my bed after making love to my woman i come back and someone else is taking my place ah, but it's like all like kind of happy <laughs> joyful like
2: i watched an interview with somebody one time and they were like swinging when I, 60s w- when i heard that lyric that's when i know things had changed yeah
1: <laughs> yeah because that's what it, i mean it was like normalizing the swinging 60s and yeah. all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah.
0: So, um, yes,
1: there you are. Uh, good choice. Back uh, so my next pick is... Shaking my confidence daily. Shaking my confidence daily. Uh, I'm going to choose another pick off of There Goes Ryman and Simon. Uh, the song Take Me to the Mardi Gras, which is uh, great lyrics about New Orleans featuring uh what's the guy's name i gotta look it up reverend claude jeter on these Mm um like drifters like falsetto harmonies that kind of come in and out that are like these ad libs it's just a beautiful song um it's it's a song that's known for its the cover by bob james which is like this funk instrumental jazz thing that that's famous for having the the sample that's in all the hip-hop songs so that originally came from a cover of this paul simon song um and take me to the mardi gras is another one where it's just like a simple like absolute hooky melody take me to the mardi gras it's kind of like the best song that jimmy buffett could never write <laughs> you know what i mean like it's like jimmy buffett was chasing this song his entire career <laughs> yeah <it's, laughs> and never
0: could yeah quite and he get farts there. out cheeseburger in paradise <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: he just could not never grabbed the brass rail um uh a brass ring i should say um so yeah take me to the mardi gras that's my choice
2: uh shout out to the jelly roll morton uh throw out in here it's of my jams I just like it. All right, Luke, you
1: got two back-to-back.
2: All right, two back-to-back. Here we go. Um, I'm going to go with a song. Again, I think I've picked almost all of Bookends here as it's one of my favorite albums, but uh, At the Zoo I'm going to go with. Um, (laughs) Something tells me it's all happening at the zoo. I really like uh, this lyric because it's Paul Simon being really childlike, um, taking all the animals at the zoo and giving them – what was that anamorphic like uh yeah, yeah. like Rotties, uh yeah giving yeah. them like human qualities uh the monkeys stand for honesty giraffes are insincere the elephants are kindly but they're dumb i know the whole thing um <laughs> <laughs> the elephants I, are kindly but they're dumb uh, orangutans are skeptical of changes in their cages mike but um i just like the silliness of it it's oh, like sure. it's psychedelic-y um in, in that nature, and it's just really childlike. And I like when Paul Simon writes like really childlike, um, sing songy, stupid mm-hmm. lyrics. And this is uh, one of them. And then I really love it, and uh, makes you smile every time. So at the zoo, uh, also Garfunkel screams like a kind of like a monkey at the end, like, ah, great. Check it out. And your, uh, your next pick, oh, sorry, two in a row, two in a row. I'm gonna go, um, hearts and bones oh. of the album hearts, hearts and, and bones it's a deep cut it was released as a single I think this album came out in 1983 um it is one of my favorite um Paul Simon songs um one and one half wandering Jews free to wander wherever they choose um the music is um really kinda almost like Graceland in um the song title I mean like the song um, where the verse is, like, really acoustic. Um, it's about his marriage to um, Lisa, our lady from Star Wars, um, Carrie Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. Um, and I just like um, the, the story of, like, two people in love and um, falling in and out of love. And um, the, just the lyrics to me are so, you know, heartfelt and poignant. And um, I really love the one-and-one-half-wandering-Jews um, start like I don't know why but just like stating that one of them is fully Jewish and one of them is half Jewish is important to me I don't know why <laughs> it's just like ma- it sets the song on like a weird tone to begin with yeah and then after that you're like oh, okay and it's like almost like the same of like the child of my first marriage kind of line um, mm-hmm. where I'm like yeah I don't know why but for some reason it locks you into like a kind of mindset for the song um, and it's really um, it's interesting I like it great tune and uh, I think it gets skipped over a lot because this album was a real, um, real, real shitter. Not a lot of
3: people like that. A real shitter. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, I, I
2: like this record, but
0: it's it's, it's got same, great songs the on same it. The same
1: year that Billy Joel released Innocent Man. Yeah. Which is like two dudes in their mid-40s try to be like, let's do some throwbacks of the early days of rock and roll <laughs> for the kids, and let's wear skinny ties and pop collars. And Everybody's like, Get the fuck out of here, old man.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that um, song, I will say that that song, if you look at sort of a greatest hits or, uh, you know, the Spotify, like this is. It fits Simon, in with every Paul other Simon. one. Of the songs. It's in there. It's, it's, inc- yeah. it's thrown in there. Yeah. yeah. It's thrown in there. It's a good song.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, my choice is going to be. Uh, Lead single from One Trick Pony from 1980, and that is the song Late in the Evening, which is another song with a Steve Gadd great drum groove, um, an awesome horn break, and uh, you know, Tony Levin on bass, Hugh McCracken on guitar. It's just kind of like a great song, and it's it's the one song. For, I, one Trick Pony is an underrated album, in my opinion, and this is a song that, like. A lot of jazz bands cover because it works as just an instrumental, um, and it's it's kind of similar to "Take Me to the Mardi Gras." Honestly, it's just uh, you know the next evolution of that kind of thing. Mm. So,
2: yeah, uh, late all, in the evening, some of my favorite lyrics, great marijuana reference. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, just saying. <laughs> Um, smoking Mike, you... that jazz cabbage. Well, he was underage in some funky bar, and he stepped outside to smoke himself a J. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah. Um, you got your back-to-back. Your last two picks.
3: Okay, uh, I don't think anybody picked this song. I'm gonna go with "Run That Body Down." Yeah, off of the self-titled album. Yeah.
2: How long you gonna do what you've been doing?
3: Yeah, uh, it again, it, and it's got that. I think xylophone vibraphone Mm. right but it has this kind of it has this sort of like private eye smoking a cigarette Mm. everything's in black and white except for the red lipstick like that kind of vibe to it almost this sort of Parisian kind of thing
2: oh really because I always get like this vibe this has like a real like family like sweet vibe like I don't know
3: well I should say because like the sweet boy it's melancholy the, like the, yeah, uh, I'm saying like the – because I think the chorus – I'm sorry. I don't mean to oh, keep oh, cutting you off. But like the chorus gets happier, right? Yeah. But I think the intro and that sort of –
0: Oh, yeah. I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. No. yeah. But
3: it's good. To, it's interesting that we can talk about this though because it's like everybody has their own kind of yeah, interpretation I, of what Paul Simon's going on about. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I always took it as, like, a sweet relationship song where somebody was trying to tell somebody something but didn't have, like, the goal to tell them what they needed yeah. to say to them. You know what I mean? Hmm. But, um, yeah, I really like that yeah. tune. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. great tune. One of my favorites off that record.
3: And your last pick? Uh, My last pick. Oy. I don't know. Um, okay. I'm going to go against... Oh, against
1: the grain. I'm gonna go against Come my on. grain. Come on, you got you got. So it's like it's like a bunch of it's like the Titanic crash. You can only save one drowning. So who are you
3: gonna save? I'm gonna do you proud. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I know what I know. I
1: know D- what I know. <laughs>
3: Super African. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And and yeah. Maybe this is maybe this is the song that breaks me on that bass tone. Yeah. I think this might be the song that breaks me on that bass tone because yeah. I was listening to Graceland and I wasn't really, really yeah. enjoying it that much, and I was kind of like, Ugh, you know. But I heard this song and I'm like, all right, I can dig yeah. this. I'm into this. This is cool. I like, I like this,
0: you know. And I think it's
3: that sort of like this is the song that's yeah. cracking this album open for me, and yeah. I and I think maybe that's why I like it because I'm like okay, so this song is making me kind of okay with this sort of a sound, so that way I can kind of, like, I'm starting to like other songs on Graceland, I think maybe as mm. way of this song, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, because it's tough, because Graceland say, is so hard for me, but like, like I said, it's, the world. Like, I want to want to listen to it, you yeah. know what I mean? So I'm, like, trying to just, like, find my way into this record yeah. where I can't, I'm really having a hard time with it, you know?
1: Yeah, this is the one, like you said, though, this is... If you can get your head around this cuz this is very African. Yeah. But yeah, if this is kind of like the what would they call it? like the the skeleton key to unlock it all. Yeah.
3: yeah. So I dig it. Uh,
2: also for our younger listeners if you like Vampire Weekends first record, <sighs> you probably You'll love this will song. Love this record. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um okay, so my last track is gonna be mm, out of respect,
3: have some respect.
1: The sounds of silence, yeah. It's like you know, it's the Simon and Garfunkel song, so I gotta have on my list. It's the crazy overdubs, all of the crazy like bass and drums yeah. and stuff that they didn't even want on the album on the cut. I mean. And it was just like, well, we got to sell more records, kids. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's just like. No it's... no, Simon and Garfunkel without the song
2: either. No Paul Simon without yeah. the song.
1: Right. And it's it's the great, like, straight up harmony vocals, every single word of the whole song. It's the imagery that everyone knows, all the lines that everybody knows. It's the memes of of. Old school, Will Ferrell. He shoots himself in some of the drinks. It's because it's Dustin Hoffman like in his scuba gear in the pool in the graduate, and then it's Will Ferrell like drowning in the pool in old school. Oh, Oh, the darkness. My He's going straight to the jugular. It's it's just like it is so 1967 or whenever it came out. It's like stuck in that time and place. It's but it's perfect it's like it's uh it's a song that's like crystallized in amber like the prehistoric fossil of when someone says what is folk pop, pop folk music of the 60s sound like you would play this song yeah um and so just out of out of respect for the impact it's my 10th pick
2: sounds of silence
1: not and it's not called the sound of silence it's called the sounds of silence
2: Thank you for that correction.
1: Yes. <laughs> and Luke, what's your last pick?
2: <laughs> oh man! All okay, right. So I'm going to go for a not impactful song, but um, one I think, well, like not you know just not no, sonically as big. Um, I'm going to go with a song that um off Paul Simon's last like studio record that was um like all original material mm-hmm. or all new material, which was um 2016 Stranger Stranger. Um, the song being Wristband um i really like this song because it takes um modern production um by uh paul simon and this artist called clap clap who i think is a uh, french artist and um, <laughs> thank
0: you
3: thank you yeah. and, um, i was waiting for it. i was just waiting to see your hands go up because i was like i really want to do that but i can't do it alone it's got um Never great go <laughs>
2: Great modern production on it, um, and it sounds like a Paul Simon record that was made in 2016. Um, yeah. it sounds like uh got great samples. It has a great um, like fretless bass line that runs through the whole tune. Mm. And <laughs> no, now you're speaking it's, it's g it's, go- it's like
1: seasick. It's like an but this this oh. album, it's like this avant-garde oh. jazz fusion band that accompanies yeah. him. It's cool. It's I a, love this album. It's
2: such a yeah. cool record and I I wanted to really highlight it too because I think Paul Simon is an artist that works in modern uh, mediums. That's worth checking out, and just I, I, the the song itself being about an artist. You have these wristbands when you play shows, and mm. if you get you know, and he walks out of the stage door, and the guy won't let him back in because he doesn't have the wristband on his arm. And he's trying to tell the guy he's in the band. It's just a funny story, and again, like most of the songs I picked are kind of weird, uh, quirky Paul Simon songs, and this is definitely one of those. Love the subject matter, love the production. Um, check out. You know all of Paul Simon's material because I think all of his albums are uh, really worth listening to. There's not a lot of garbage uh, for a career that is that long, and that is hard to say. Yeah, yeah a 50-year
1: career, 50 like, year career, and maybe like 55 year career, and
2: maybe like two albums that are so-so, or 60 year career, and actually. listen, if three if albums you are that like, are so-so. That's pretty
3: good. If you are like me, mm. and you don't like Paul Simon. <laughs> You can like Paul Simon, because now I like Paul Simon.
1: Yeah, man. You know what I'm
3: saying? This is a, a
1: recap of our list. Ten songs each. Luke's, Punky's Dilemma, Peace Like a River, So Long Frank Lloyd Wright, America, American Tune, The Obvious Child, That Was Your Mother, At the Zoo, Hearts and Bones, and Wristband. My Ten, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes, Homeward Bound. Graceland, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, Bridge Over Troubled Water, Loves Me Like a Rock, All Around the World or the Myth of Fingerprints, Take Me to the Mardi Gras, Late in the Evening, and The Sounds of Silence. And Mike's List, Kodachrome, Scarborough Fair, Canticle, Still Crazy After All These Years, Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard, Mrs. Robinson, Mother and Child Reunion, The Boxer, Cecilia, run that body down, and I know what I know. Happy birthday, Paul Simon. 80 yes. years old. Woo. Illustrious career. Tons <laughs> of great songs. Tons of great songs. Tons of great albums. Tons of great live appearances. Huge impact. One of the greatest American songwriters over the last 50 years, uh, without a doubt.
0: Yeah. Song here, here. reader. Here here.
1: here, here. Right on. Here, uh, <laughs> here, <hear>, sire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me sing night my night. little song.
3: <laughs> uh, did we want to do a quick rundown of the album? Yeah. Of so, the week?
1: Sure. So the album of the week this week um, was my choice, and it was an album by an artist that I had list. I had heard some singles of, but I'd never heard a full album because for the longest time, her stuff was not available on streaming services. Uh, i think due to the to dispute with the guy who did the artwork for her albums um, and that's grace jones and it's her album from 1981 called Nightclubbing, clubbing um, known for its very iconic cover that is her staring at the camera with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth um, grace jones is the jamaican american artist who is just an Amazonian woman, very iconic androgynous look with like the flat top buzz cut haircut, Um, beautiful, striking. A lot of people know her as like a model or like a pop culture figure, but she is a very accomplished musician and she recorded for Island Records in her home, Jamaica. And this album nightclubbing is like the pinnacle of her career. It's an album that's like half originals and half covers Including covers of "Nightclubbing," Iggy Pop song written with David Bowie, "Use Me," a Bill Withers tune, um, an old old folk song. I've seen that face before. Uh, a Sting song, "Demolition Man," that the police went on to go and uh, went on to record like later that year. Uh, it's a great album that's like the peak of Studio Fifty Four, like disco meets electro meets avant-garde art pop. Like cocaine. cocaine, cocaine meets cocaine. cocaine meets a mountain of cocaine. Yeah, a
3: lot of cocaine. Uh,
2: if this is uh, if, if, if this is like the uh, for me, like I not that I'm like I've listened to a ton of like dance studio mm. for music, but this for me seemed like it was a high um watermark of art and dance music mm. and culture. Yeah, mixed together. Like this is because
1: she she was like an Andy Warhol yeah. muse and yeah. all that stuff. So very much in like the New York fashion world and art world and hippie, I mean, not hippie, yuppie type of culture and that kind of, like, plastic 80s, late 70s type of scene. And uh, she sings like this. And it's great, though. It's, like, this commanding, powerful voice. And it's, like, a take no prisoners, like, no bullshit type of, like, It's very not aggressive, but, like, confidence. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. What I liked about it, too, it was, like, electronic music, but made with, like, um, uh, like a, almost, like, acoustic-y, acoustic instruments to right. made sound electronic instead of yeah. being electronic just by themselves. It was, like, more, like, um soulful instrumentation mm-hmm. that was, like, made to sound, like, you know, more robotic and just by itself right. in nature.
1: Yeah, because it was a lot of, it was, like, real guitar and bass and drums augmented with that like dated eighties like percussion pads like doo doo doo
2: doo doo, doo. like it, or
1: or synths they're like wow 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 like it moves
2: <laughs> <amused laughs> me when it's like the down down wow wow like right. it does the stabs in and it's you know. it's
1: like swelly kind of like pad brass type of synth sounds um you've got me no like it's it's awesome like it's it's would, so of that time and and i i chose it specifically because i was like this is not stuff that these guys like is this like I, funk electro weird what can
3: i say that? i like how we keep picking
2: albums that each other i gotta push boundaries doesn't man. like we, we always point pick segment.
3: like yeah um Uh, Yeah, I think that this album, I listened to it, and I was like, oh, this is like the 80s sound that I don't typically listen to, but done right yeah, and done well. yeah." And I would definitely say that if you're not totally like that kind of an 80s music person, such as myself, that this is probably a really great sort of entry-level album. Because it's still 81, you know what I mean? So it's not like it's like full-blown quite yet you know what i mean it's still sort of like i feel like it's with what it's kind of genuine here i guess Mm -hmm. i mean i didn't not that i lived through it but you know what i'm trying to say like it just feels good it feels good 80s it doesn't feel like just tacky and corny 80s you know what i mean
2: uh it doesn't feel like it has a actually now that you say that this is coming out like now in a thought um it doesn't have a um monetary, like it doesn't have like um it, right. nobody's at like it doesn't have like a money thing coming out of it. Like you don't think
1: It's artistic,
0: yeah, not commercial. Yeah.
2: They, there you go. Right. Yeah,
3: it's yeah. Very yeah. much coming from the yeah, art. Yeah, the, the, the motivation behind it is an artistic yeah. one, not a commercial one, right.
2: I also thought like the inclusion of the Iggy pop tune nightclubbing mm. was almost like a take back of that tune to yeah. to the world that it really was right because that's that was her world was yes.
1: staying up till six a.m. right at parties right, and...
2: where Iggy was more like maybe somebody that was like commenting on that world mm-hmm. or being like look what I found and then she was like oh yeah 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 I live here
1: like night clubbing yes <laughs> Take... I mean, my bad Grace Jones but it's not that bad <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's pretty it's all right, like, it's pretty Iggy's, all right.
2: <laughs> Iggy's version of that song it's like a more of like a jaunty yeah, kind of yeah. like you know and it's not electronic and it's not nightclub yeah. music where this is nightclub music like n- yeah nightclubbing was going to be now really nice yeah
1: i was hoping this would grab you guys um because i i think of her music and like her whole oeuvre is kind of like the natural progression of the betty davis type of thing yes the fearless mm. badass woman yeah who's like yes, making yes. funky weirdo like you know kind of out there kind of music
2: yes also um what struck me was um the reggae tone of uh use me right so like that a song like that and then um it made me also go to think more of was this maybe the start of like because i never really understand why the uk had such like a um, uh, ska two tone revival thing in the eighties yeah. with like the specials and all that stuff. I never really understand where that comes from, but like this is something I can understand where that comes from and why maybe like the UK would have more of a appreciation for ska and rock steady and all that music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where like this is like putting that in the context of you know yeah, and this was dance
1: music. This album was produced by Chris Blackwell, who was um an Englishman who was raised in Jamaica during the time of colonialism. His, his family was Jamaican and he was the founder of Island Records. And he Mm. kind of like took Grace Jones under his wing and was like, all right, art world, music world, like Jamaican roots. Like, let's really try to give this to the masses. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I love this album. I'd never heard it before. We're we're trying to pick albums that we aren't that familiar with. So also
2: it's got, um, has like a lot of like a, a RuPaul vibes, yeah, going yeah. on right. um, musically too, right, right, musically too, not yeah. just like in 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 the visual aspect yeah. of it, um, yeah. yeah, Also, there was a song on here like a remix of uh, pull up to the bumper, pull yeah. up to the bumper was like my yeah. favorite song on here, by the way, <laughs> was it? <laughs> yes, because it was like the most overtly sexual. Yeah. I don't know why why <laughs> I do
1: like that. it. It's one of my favorites. I I like the closer too. The Marianne Faithful covered Luke's uh, perverted picks. Yeah, that's the next episode. the The song I've done it again is the closer, Very and sexual. it's it's like a ballad, and so it's a it's an interesting way to close the album out. Yeah. Oh yeah. My god! It, yeah, re, it reminded
2: cool. me of like of like pull up to the bumper. Reminded me of like a RuPaul like jam, you know? Yeah, yeah. So,
3: right on. Well, good pick. Thanks, album, man. album pick this year, uh, this year. Sorry, this episode rather. Jesus, it sorry. is this year. I well, mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of how, a, ma- how a Martian would talk. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> this year. Uh, don't forget to follow us <laughs> on all social media platforms. Moon man, if you will.
2: <laughs> Guys, yo.
3: <laughs> Good lord, there's yeah, a man sorry. on the moon, dude. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so until next time, this has been. A production of Wasted Robot. Productions. Productions. <laughs> this is Get in the Garage. We'll see you guys next time. We love I've, you. I've been Garfunkel. I've been, I've been Ark.
0: <laughs> this has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network.
1: For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com/podcasts